Hello and welcome to the Q York podcast. It's great to have you with us today and we hope that as you listen, you'll be inspired as we continue on our shared quest together. This podcast is entirely free and yet it's not cheap to put together and wouldn't be possible without the generosity of our supporters. So if you consider yourself a supporter of Q, then please head to qyork.co.uk and hit donate to show your support today because there really is no Q without you. Thank you and enjoy today's message. Good evening, everybody. I hope you're well. Um, we're going to follow this um, train of thought tonight, as Danny said. And um, in the last two weeks, um, three, four weeks, as we've been learning about these things we've been uh, talking about here. Um, I don't think anybody would disagree with sort of the concept of trying to find peace over perfection and, and trying to find patience over all those things that might frustrate us. But don't you find that when it comes to applying that in real life, sometimes it's like, great idea. Um, and then you hit the next frustration and you're a bit like, nah, I'm far more comfortable being frustrated with this than I am with being patient. And when we hit those walls of discomfort, as we all do, even for the things that we know will make life better, that's when we can go and start to default to all those things that we react to out of autopilot. Because we all have go-to places that we find more comfortable. And they're actually very different for each one of us. Um, and I kind of made a, a little note of some of the things that might be the things that we are or are not comfortable with, depending on how we've learnt to do life in ways that help each one of us to do life. So for example, for some of you, speaking out about how you feel is a comfortable thing to do. For some of you, not speaking out is a comfortable thing to do. For some of you, it's hiding, and, and, and I include me in some of these things, you know, it's hiding and avoiding a situation. For some of you, it's getting right stuck into the middle of it and really trying to dig your way out. You might like to overachieve. You might like to underachieve. You might like to express or suppress, be busy or be still, be seen, be invisible, be kind, be critical, live separately, or perhaps live codependent of others. You might like to spend it all or spend nothing, um, you like, might, might like to be patient, and you like, might prefer to be frustrated. So there can't be in any of those things a one-size-fits-all that says we're all uncomfortable with the same things, and we're all comfortable with the same things, which means that for each one of us, how we move this forward tonight will be quite personal. And we really want you to encourage, we want to encourage you tonight to make that personal step for you. As you listen to things tonight, just think, where are my go-to areas where I'm perhaps comfortable and where do I um, not feel so comfortable? Now, you might ask, well, how is this good news if you're actually challenging me to make myself um, uncomfortable? Well, one of the reasons why I think sometimes it's so important that we think this through is because if, all, if in life we're only ever living by our reactions, my question would be, is that 
really living. Because if I'm living by default on autopilot, responding how I've always responded, um, that's going to get me as far as it's got me to this point in time. So if you're really thrilled with life as it is in this point in time, brilliant. If you'd like to um, go a little bit further than perhaps you've gone, go beyond your current boundaries, discover something else new in this magnificent thing called life, you might have to make some other choices and other adjustments to open up other doorways to you, which is actually very, very good news. And actually, sometimes the things that are bringing us comfort can actually be really self-destructive. Um, and they can be disguised in um, quite pretty packages that you, it can look like that's really that's really great, and it can be actually quite destructive. I was watching, a, I'm going to give you an example because it, it helps, doesn't it, sometimes to have one of those. And um, I was watching a um, television program the other day, and a line on it said, there was, there was a character saying to another character, you don't have to set yourself on fire all the time to keep others warm. And it really resonated with me because I have lived a lot of my life setting myself on fire to keep others warm warm and been comfortable with that because that's been part of my virtue and how I felt good about myself. Jenny will give, Jenny will overgive, Jenny will be there and Jenny will be strong um, and it can actually be something I'm more comfortable, I'm far more comfortable saying yes than I am saying no but actually for me to really grow I have to sometimes not give and that's my, my journey. For some of you you might need to give a little bit more than you do because perhaps that's your area of comfort versus discomfort. So we want life to flow in harmony. And the wonderful thing about harmony is it means this, um, the combination of simultaneously sounded musical notes to produce a pleasing effect. And one of the great discoveries of my life is to realise that I can have lots of different notes being played Lots of notes, sometimes like, lots is going on here, but to somehow find a way in which you can find a place where all is well within you, regardless of the noise going on around. Um, now, I still don't find it comfortable, but actually I find it's doing me the world of good, because we want life to flow and not be resisting. Now, we, when we talk about the path of least resistance, you associate that with the easy option. So does... You could almost wonder whether what we're saying is, you, you know, not resisting, never feel uncomfortable, but it isn't that. We actually want there to be a flow in life that says, oh, I'm feeling something here and I don't like what I'm feeling, but rather than ignore it, I'm going to find a way within it to get with it and to use it to grow me. Um, now, how many of your comforts may be something that you need to challenge or leave behind or potentially... Um, have a little go at finding a new pathway for your life, something different to what you've known. And we're about to watch a video, um, which I think you'll find really interesting. I know I did, because we can be so familiar with things and the way people tell us to think and what, us, what they want us to do. But I think that what's great in this um, clip is that it poses the idea amongst other helpful ones that we can have almost this false positivity in life that actually... Um, isn't really being alive because there's certain things that we will only experience by being a living being. And if we don't experience them now, um, then we're actually 
well, she talks, but I don't want to give away what she says, but just listen really closely because there's some things that to be alive, we have to experience. And actually, that's great news. So have a watch and uh, see what you think. Okay, I now have to introduce a little clip from The Croods. And so if you've seen The Croods, you might have seen a couple of clips here. Um, okay, well, The Croods, if you don't know, are a prehistoric family. And they have survived. You might feel like a survivor sometimes, like all the onslaught of life. You're like, I just got through it. I stayed alive. And that kind of feels like success sometimes, an achievement that you've made it this far. And I think sometimes it is. But what the Croods found is the way that they survived was by following the rules and staying in the cave. They followed the rules written on the stone wall inside the cave and they stayed in their place of safety and comfort. And that worked for them and it kept them alive. I think the parallel for us is that we have survived to life at this point. Life as you know it, you survived it and you got here. Congratulations. But whatever life lies before us is really dependent on what we do with what we have from here. Because the thing is, we've kind of, we've developed these rules for our life that have kept us safe. It might be, for example, one for me is I avoid conflict and I stay quiet. And that's my little cave of comfort. It makes me comfortable when stuff is hitting the fan and things are going crazy. I go, ooh, scary, scary. Let's go back inside the cave. But that doesn't help me grow. And uh, my good friend Joel once told me that I have been robbed of the opportunity to face conflict. Because in my family growing up, um, my parents never, ever argued in front of uh, the kids, they kind of made a decision, we're never going to argue in front of the kids, um, which you might think was a great idea, but one of the consequences of it was I just didn't think that families argue. So when then I saw an argument, it was like, something's wrong, like this shouldn't happen, life shouldn't be like this, you shouldn't have these conflicts. Actually, I found they're an essential part of growing and talking things out, and actually it's a skill I need to learn. And the Croods, they had a similar journey, that the cave, they got to a point where it didn't work for them anymore. They had to get to a point in life where they had to move beyond the comfortable in order to be able to grow into something new. So the question we want to pose tonight to you is, what is your cave of comfort? What's the thing for you that you go back into when stuff kicks off? And it might be your default that you kind of resort to. And it might work for you, and it probably does, because that's why it's your default. That's why it's so comfortable, because it's worked for you and for me so many times. But the challenge is, do we need to grow beyond it? Are there moments when actually we need to say, the thing that makes me feel comfortable, and it might be habits, it might be addictions, it might be certain ways that you act in certain situations, are we willing to challenge those to go beyond them to grow? Okay, enjoy. I wanted the bit where they lifted their kilts my favourite bit, where they basically they show the English uh, what's what. Um, we're quite early with what we've done tonight. We always find a way of going quite fast, don't we? It's amazing what you can do in an hour. Quite fantastic, isn't it? Um, we're going to come and talk about um, that clip in a little minute, but we'll just talk about some other things. Um, Ant's in Australia. He's had a great time. He's... Um, he says he's, he's in his sweet zone because where he's 
helping people deconstruct some of the stuff that you know we've we've made the journey with and so he finds that really a wonderful comfort zone <laughs> it's interesting because um uh you know, I was going to say this later, but I'll say it now. You know, the journey that Anthony and I have gone, even in the context of this church and leading this church, it's not been a comfortable one. It's actually been incredibly uncomfortable. Um, many years ago, Anthony and I were very much challenged, <coughs> excuse me, uh, to come out of our comfort zone, what we'd been taught, how we'd been reared, you know, the things that we taught were absolute, you know, uh, unquestionable truths about God and about uh, Christianity, about salvation. And we had to make up our minds uh, to allow that discomfort to push us out of the cave into something else. And I can promise you there's times when it still isn't comfortable, but what I am glad is that it certainly made us grow. And, uh, you know, I, I am glad for the journey and I'm glad that those of you in here have come that journey uh, with us because it's about growth. Uh, I have a wonderful picture uh, and there's actually one next door in the office and there's a picture of a huge rock and it towers, it's a huge, very, you know, hundred, hundreds of feet high and coming out of the top of this rock is a tree and you look at it and you think, how the heck? Um, because, it, you know, there's no soil there's no water there's although it found it you know those those um roots went on their journey and found a way of uh, getting some sustenance but the point is it has a um a statement underneath and it says unless unless you're willing to go beyond what you've already mastered you will never grow now that's wonderful about that tree because it's saying basically that tree had to go beyond what it had mastered. It knows how to grow in soil. It knows how to grow in conditions that seemed wonderful for it. But when the challenge came, could it grow in something really quite unusual? It said, bring it on. And it's a wonderful picture and it does encourage me all of the time. So um, I know that as a house, that's what we have done. We have gone beyond what we've mastered and uh, it doesn't always become more comfortable. It actually continues to be stirred to keep growing. So as it's already been said, and I thank Jenny and I thank Danny for the contributions that they've made um, about this subject of um, discomfort uh, over regret. Now, we're not going to talk very much about regret tonight. We might pick up that another week. But there is a point that what you don't allow to move you on ultimately becomes the uh, ingredients of regret later. And if you follow um, the statistics, I think it's about 18, 20% to 80% of people who regret what they haven't done more than what they've done. Now, that's an interesting factor, that. So, and I know that, you know, I could talk about personally in my life, there have been things that, um, that I have done that weren't very wise and they weren't a good idea. But I know that I haven't regretted those the same I've regretted the things that I haven't done. And one of them, and I mean, you know, it's a, being very personal here, some of them were when I was younger in finding my own voice, 
being willing to challenge some things that might have allowed me to make choices from my own agency rather than being led or imposed upon. That's a big regret in my life. Can't do anything about it now, but um, I can learn and I can say, okay, you know. There's also things about parenting. I wish, you know, there, were, there are things that I would have uh, done when I was a parent. Um, I can't do a lot about that now in the context of my kids. But what I can do is learn from the mistakes and say, right, I can be a better grandma. And I'll tell you what, don't ever let things get in the way of being having a better future. Because I know for a fact I've been a far better grandma than I was a, 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 a parent. But only because I first let the discomfort of what I experienced in that move me on to grow me to something else. So let me go to my notes because, see, this is another thing of, of discomfort for me. Um, I find that times I have wonderful things that I think I want to say and then I forget them. So, of course, I write them down and then people will say, oh, don't read it, you know, just talk. But I'll say, but I'll forget. So, you see, I'm in a very discomfort zone, if you see what I mean. So, let me just sort of look at my notes a bit and then you'll get the best of what I want to say, if that's okay. Um, what we're not asking anybody tonight is to be martyrs about discomfort. Or anybody to think this is an invitation to be some sort of masochist that measures your strength and who you are by how much discomfort you can endure. We're not talking about that sort of stuff at all. Um, being comfortable in dis with discomfort is not an attempt to see how much pain you can bear. And believe me, there are people out there who think that that's a good idea. And it's not. It's not very good. It's not healthy at all. But life is difficult. I picked up a book this week. Uh, I read it in 2003, and I've probably read it probably three or four times since then. It's now a loose leaf version. It's called The Road Less Travelled by Scott Peck. And it was a, a book that really did change my life. It was a game changer for me. And uh, it starts with the line, life is difficult. And uh, I said to Jenny, I said, I think I'm going to put it back on the shelf. And I'm not sure I want to carry on reading it. But in fact, it just is. Life is difficult. And learning how to deal with di discomfort and, and the part it plays in our lives is essential for our well-being. And, and, and you know, the, the guys have already helped us with that. Now, many years ago, I learned about what happens when somebody dislocates their shoulder. The pain is enormous. Has anybody ever dislocated the shoulder in here? I can't see, so I mean, anybody? Oh, we have, we've got one over there, brilliant. It's painful, isn't it? Um, but what you find is that the pain that is felt is due to the negative pressure of something pulling against itself rather than the positive pressure working for itself. Now, if you think about that, it sounds a bit odd, but the same pressure that keeps your arm in place is the pressure that's working to keep it out of place. But it doesn't hurt you when it's in place, but it hurts you when it's out of place. So you could say that what discomfort does, it tells me I'm dislocated in some way and that some things need to change. So positionally, emotionally, psychologically, it's an invitation, a call to action that some things need to change. Now, if we're too hasty, we can swat discomfort 
like an unwanted fly and we can run away rather than sitting with the discomfort to find out what it's revealing to me. Now, as uh, that clip at the beginning said this, I thought it was brilliant. The pain of discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. Now, I'll be honest, I've struggled with that because all my life, a bit like Danny, we were taught that you had to eliminate anything negative from your life. And that's what made life meaningful rather than to embrace everything and experience it because of our humanity and who we are. So we've talked about automatic default settings already. We'll just touch on them a little bit again. Places that we fall back at the onset of any discomfort to feel safe. Now, we've talked about this stuff and again, Jenny's already brought it to us, but to practice patience when your comfort zone is expressing frustration is actually equivalent to someone whose comfort zone is to be the fixer of everything standing back and letting people work things out for themselves. And please hear us tonight, finding and recognising those areas. It is personal, and Jenny's uh, already said that. When she said at the beginning that, you know, she, the thing about setting herself on fire to keep people warm, um, you have to be able to embrace the discomfort of saying no, you can have to set yourself on fire if necessary, but I'm not going to be the one who does that for you. That is alien to me, and it's so hard. And I know that my life is one that says, if something needs doing, I'll do it. If I feel that something needs to be given to, I'll give it, and I will keep giving and keep giving. And sometimes for me, that is not making me grow. And so I'm having to learn how to sit with the discomfort. I hope you get getting me. Um, and I am using me as an illustration because it's not my place to talk about where you are, but I can be honest about where I am. So anyway, I'm used to talk about how we clasp our hands together. You know, you put your hands together. And uh, he, he often says that in the womb, you one day did that. And whether it's right over left or left over right, you still do that to this day because that's what you did. And uh, he, he often says, try and do it the other way. And what does it feel? Oh, it feels weird. It doesn't feel very comfortable at all. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means it's unfamiliar. And uh, we have to find more than one string to our fiddle. Now, I love that phrase, one string to your fiddle. If you have a default setting that does and, and reacts in the same way every time to everything, that means that you've only one string to your fiddle and you are missing out on a, like Jenny brought, a harmonious way of living life, making decisions in the moment, um, which will bring life rather than just um, rip. A monot that's a good word. Thanks, Jenny. Monotony. So, so we need to let discomfort work in us to allow us to have a harmonious existence, being able in any given situation to respond, not react, and from a healthy place, an informed place with what is required in the moment. Now, there's a, a bit in the Bible that talks about Jesus learning obedience through what he suffered. Now, you could say the suffering is uh, the discomforts of life. Um, but I don't think the word obedience is a very helpful word there because it sort of suggests that Jesus was some sort of rebellious kid 
who wouldn't do as, as he was told. And I don't think that that's true. It, it might be, but I don't know. But instead, I think what it's really saying is that he learned through the discomforts how to be and respond correctly in any given situation of his life. Um, because in fact, he had no default setting. He just basically lived in harmony with himself and with the world, with the universe around him. And um, it, it occurred to me that some might say, well, yeah, but he turned over tables. And I want to say, yeah, good for him. Because in that moment, it was a correct response to the discomfort that he felt when people were turning his father's house in some, into some sort of exclusive club. So that anger and that reaction in that moment was perfect. But it wasn't his default setting. He wasn't going there all the time. And so we're back to if you don't go beyond what you've already mastered, we will never grow. So... Discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. Just listen to this. This is a, a guy in another book that I really appreciate uh, what he writes, a guy called Jim Palmer. He says this, It is okay to feel what human beings feel. We are not supposed to turn into rocks or trees once we are enlightened, awakened or transformed. We laugh, we cry, we dance, we feel ecstasy, even feel despair. It is how we know the world. It is how we live inside our hearts and not dissociate from them. Jesus didn't psychologize or spiritualize people's suffering. He didn't seem to try and explain it in the light of God. But Jesus faced suffering and tasted the depths of it. He leaned into it. He endured it and fully met others in their suffering. Jesus did not live a detached life as I have once understood it. But Jesus cared, Jesus wept, Jesus felt it all deeply. And there is somewhere perhaps a middle way between living in denial and being swallowed whole by the pain and suffering of human existence. And this is how Jesus lived. And this is the bit that really uh, I wanted to, to bring to you was this. Being Jesus means that we, now you say, well, we're not Jesus. You, we are, yeah, we are. Um, means that we go through life embracing it all fully and deeply. We don't hide. Remember the, the crude clip, not hiding anymore, we're going to live. Um, or try to protect ourselves. We will live and we will show up and we will laugh, we will cry and we will hurt, we will heal and we will care and we will love. And then we'll wake up the next morning and sign up for it all over again. And just in that moment when we feel, just possibly we are walking down the street naked, exposing too much of our heart and what exists on the inside, showing too much of ourselves, that in that moment we realise we might actually be starting to get it right. I thought that was quite powerful. So stop trying to eradicate discomfort and start letting it work for you. Now, there is a, um, the clip from Braveheart. And I mean, I wish Anth was here to, to speak on this because it's his, one of his favourites. He really has always loved this and it's played a big part in our lives. Um, the discomfort they were feeling there was extreme, I know. It's off the scale. You know, there's none of us here that are standing on the front line uh, basically having to decide whether you charge towards 
you know, spears and, and horrible war in that sense. It, it, it is so awful. But I, I hope you just get the spirit of what's been said here. They were being encouraged to embrace that rather than run from it, uh, even at the fact that it was likely to cost their lives. And at the root of our, our ability to embrace this comfort is the understanding of our identity. Who are we? Who are you? What is the truth of your being? It is such an important question, the answer to which will determine how you handle the discomforts that come your way. Because we will act out of the understanding of who we believe ourselves to be. Now there's a scripture that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And I have sort of rewritten it this way. As a man believes in his conscious awareness, so will be his realisation. You'll get what it is that you think you deserve or are inside. So here's the point. In Braveheart, the truth of the being of those men was that they were firstly and foremostly Scotsmen. Now you might think, what's that got to do with anything? They were Scotsmen and they were sons of Scotland more than they were slaves of England. Now this is war talk, but I hope you're getting the spirit of it. Yes, they could go home and live, but would they have lived then a meaningful life being under that oppression? Because like it was said in the Crudes uh, clip, not dying is not the same as truly living. And that's a powerful line. If there's anything that you learn tonight, take that line. Not dying is not the same as truly living. So they lifted their kilts and they fought through the discomfort to make life meaningful, not just for them, but for the generations that would follow. Now, um, we talked about this on Wednesday night and it was this. Some of us were brought up with what's called POS theology. And, uh, you know, I don't offend anybody, so I probably won't say it, but you can put the word in there yourself. It basically was piece of S-H-I-T theology. That's what you are as an identity. That's what we were brought up in church to believe, that we are just so horrible as human beings, that there's basically nothing good in us. And, you know, what's the point? Because you're never going to make it. And um, there was a, another guy who put it slightly better in, its, in, in terminology. He said that basically your manure, you know, the droppings of animals, that has just been covered by white snow of Christ. Now, that doesn't make it much better for me. It's still horrible, and I don't like that that was the identity that we, we were sold. Because if that is the truth of our being, where will we ever get the courage to become anything more than that. We will act out of that. You will act out of the conscious awareness of who and what you believe yourself to be. So this is what my, um, my call to you guys is. No, we are made in the image of God. We are one with the Father. And I'm putting this in different ways so you can connect with it whatever way you want. We are of a far higher consciousness God is the essence of who you are. You have the mind of Christ. You are, I am, as God is, I am. And out of that understanding, you will act out your true value and make your life meaningful by not hiding, showing up, 
embracing the discomfort, lifting your kilt, and living fully. Now, we said that it was comfort or regret, and I'm only putting this little bit right at the end. When they decided to fight, the one thing that they weren't going to have is regret, because at that point, they would have said, it's all or nothing, we're going for this. And uh, what's interesting, I don't know whether there's a slide up there, yeah, pick your pain, discomfort, or regret. Now, there is a saying that is this, that um, discomfort weighs an ounce, but regret weighs a ton. And I know that there are some of us who live life carrying a ton of weight because of regrets, when actually the little bit of discomfort we might have to face in order to change our future might only actually weigh an ounce. So, what we're going to do is um, sing a last song, Leave the Shores Behind. And then if it's okay, guys, when we finish singing, I just want to read something, a blessing for you at the end, because I want to send you away knowing that you can actually do this. You can bear the, the ounce of the weight of discomfort in order that you might change and grow and become what you need to be in life. You don't have to have a default setting. You can actually live harmoniously and actually rather than just, what is it, not dying, you can truly live. And I'm taking this for me tonight and I hope you're taking it for you. Let's apply it to our being. So when we've sung this song, I'll just finish with something and then we'll have done. I hope that's been encouraging for you tonight because we really want, let me just say this, this place is about equipping you, equipping you for life. I'm not interested that you have a head full of, 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 of Bible knowledge. I want you to know how to live and conquer in this life. I don't want you stuck in any old cave. I don't want you, you know, in, the, in carrying the weight of despair and of regret. I want us truly living. And that's what we're about. So thank you. Right. right, as I said, I just want to read this in the last minute that we've got together. If it's here, because my... Something's going all funny with this. Oh, there you are. I've got it. Stop wobbling around. This is a poem that uh, I found this week and it's called A Blessing for the Heart Journey because we're all on a heart journey, you know. Um, and it's by David Tenson. So if you wish to look at more of his stuff, you can. And it says this. Today, fellow fallers, recoverers, rescuers, winners, losers, famous, and infamous, I bless you. The runners and the lame, the bankrupt and the billionaires, the saints and the sinners, the lost and the lonely, I bless you. I bless you with knowing that the journey of a thousand steps will be paved by potholes, sinkholes, assholes, and whatever it takes to make you whole because you are human. I bless you today with knowing that the invitation to face the world with an unveiled face may be done at your pace or never at all, because it's an invitation. But know this, that by love and choice, Trinity's unmasked face 
shines upon you and is gracious to you. Trinity lifts up their faces towards you and offers you peace because you belong. Awesome. Take a bit of that with you tonight. Have a great week. And, uh, you know, thank you for being here. Be blessed. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. If you've been inspired by what you've heard today, then why not email us at info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. We love that you're listening to us and we'd love to hear from you too. Did you know you can also watch all of the talks from Q on our YouTube channel? Just go to youtube.com forward slash qchurchyork. We look forward to having you with us again soon. Until then, enjoy the quest.